Do you know who Jesus is? You may have been told about him as a child, or maybe you were just recently introduced to him. You may have heard others talk about him and shared their stories of faith. You've probably read about him, worshiped him, and prayed to him, but do you really know who Jesus is? Hi, I'm Elisa Keaton, the founder of Revelation Wellness. You are invited to join us for our new active devotional, Jesus Revealed. You'll get to know Jesus in a new way as we examine biblical teachings of the I am statements of Jesus while you move your body and hear God's truth. You'll receive seven podcast episodes that you'll listen to as you walk, bike, or move your body any way you like with accompanying written devotionals to guide your exploration into who Jesus is. Additionally, there are optional experiential activities to help you go even deeper in this journey. You'll encounter this scripture like never before through an active faith that moves. If you are hungry for Jesus, come taste and see for yourself. Join us for Jesus Revealed an active devotional. Hey, it's Aaron, one of the team members here at Revelation Wellness, and I hope you'll join us for what Elisa was just talking about, Jesus Revealed. Right now, you can swipe up on the show notes and get registered, or better yet, go to the Revelation Wellness mobile app. Without taking any more of your time, I want to go ahead and get you into this revving the word. It's with Elisa and it's intervals. You're going to love it. So get your heart ready, get your body ready. Let's go. Getting the playlist going in three, two, one. All right. Good morning or afternoon. Excited to get to move our bodies together and fill our minds with the word of God. It is our hope at Revelation Wellness that you won't just have a faith, but you will embody faith become faith in word and deed stay whole stay remaining and abiding with christ because apart from him you can do nothing well you can do something but what god does is good and it lasts whatever god initiates god sustains so that's what we're going to do together give our hearts minds souls and bodies over to god to make us new i need his hands on my heart every day how about you all right so i'm elisa keaton founder of Revelation Wellness. Oh my goodness. This is our 13th year. 13 years doing this. I didn't know what we were doing 13 years ago. (laughs) I just knew something would happen if we moved bodies and they heard the truth. And it's happening. You guys, thank you to our donors and partners, our mission movers. 
you guys have been so faithful over the years. Thank you. Just gonna tell you, it's difficult times. We are not the same ministry. I don't think we are the same church, the same body of Christ since 2020. But we're gonna stay at this thing. So thank you to those of you who've been faithful to listen to these podcasts, share them, and spend some of your resource here. We're grateful. By the way, the app, if you aren't back in the app, come on and join us over there. It's free to be in the community, but we have a lot of other goodies over there that we hope you will come and be a part of. All right, so as we move our body on a scale of one to 10, right now be a five to a seven. I can feel that. I know I'm a five to a seven, especially warming up. Feel my thighs a little bit. Where do you feel it in your body right now? Let's pray. Father God, thank you for who you are. We've come here now to know you more. God, the world starts to pile up on us and you can become distant to us when it's really us who are distant from you. So with every step we take, every lift of a weight, whatever we're doing right now, God, may every part of us be turning and moving closer to you. thank you that right here by the name of Jesus you're with us now so come and teach us your word and make us your word in Jesus name amen all right we're gonna read from Ephesians I would encourage you later today or this week before you hear me again read through the book or chapter of Ephesians. We've been doing Ephesians. We're on chapter three. I'm just gonna pull out. This is our teaching text from Ephesians three. Starting in verse seven. Paul says this. Of this gospel, I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace which was given me by the working of his power. Everyone, I hear the Lord saying, tell them again. I need you to think in pictures. I'm gonna read it again. Think in pictures. So this isn't just words floating over your head. Think, put yourself in the scripture. See Paul talking to you and you making hieroglyphics in your head, word pictures that put this together and become part of your life. Paul says, of this gospel, I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace, which was given me by the working of his power. 
to me, though I am the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to bring to light for everyone what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God who created all things so that through the church the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was according to the eternal purpose that he has realized in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through our faith in him. So I ask you not to lose heart over what I am suffering for you, which is your glory. This is the word of the Lord. All right. At first pass, man, that's, that's some meat right there. <laughs> that is meat. So if you're like Elisa, I don't know. Well, that, was, that was a lot. It is a lot. It's rich. Lots of gems and goodness, truth for our soul in this passage. But let me pull back, give you context. Remember, the book of Ephesians was written to the church in Ephesus that was filled with Jews and Gentiles. Think about this, Jews, they had access to God. They were God's chosen people. So imagine what it would feel like for all of a sudden, these ragamuffin, ragtag, what they would consider dirty and defiled people are now grafted in to the church. When Paul says of this gospel, he means this gospel of unity, that nobody is excluded, that everyone is welcomed into the body of Christ. Everyone, <laughs> everyone, today, you will not meet a person who is too far gone or unable to be saved by the love of God. The most insolent, hating person, the serial killer. I'm telling you, I know it boggles us. So could you imagine the Jews trying to navigate these very choppy waters in the early days? And guess what? We're still navigating them today. We all have our biases. Be a seven to an eight. Let's lift our head. Take a deep breath. Come on, get in your body. Stay with me. Stay with me.
nobody <laughs> excluded everyone that's why we sh we can never have a boring day every person who is in front of you and in your path today is a target for God's love <laughs> is a place for blessing to rest and you're the one to deliver it you're on mission every one of us Paul says back in chapter 2 that God has made one new man instead of two Galatians 3:28 Paul tells the church there in that book that there is no slave no free no male no female all are one in Christ this is the gospel that Paul is preaching. And it was given to him as a gift of God's grace. He didn't receive it through man. God came to him, revealed him and said, Saul, why are you persecuted me? Come on. I just think that's for all of us. You do not need a gospel delivered to you through your pastor. Listen, that's fantastic. I'm not doubting that. But that's supposed to support your revelation, your encounter, your seeking, your hunger, your thirst. It's not your pastors or Bible study teachers hunger or thirst. It's yours. Get it on. Lean into it. Keep breathing, lower your shoulders, lift your feet, breathe through your nose. So this gospel is so disruptive, and I love that. By the way, it still happens today. Jesus is disruptive, polarizing. We have a world telling us to shut up, shrink back, don't be a Luddite. Don't be a lemming. Don't be so stupid. That stuff is old. We're over that now. Uh-uh, uh-uh. No, come on, wake up. His words are true. The Bible, the inspired words of God, penned through man, yes, still true. It is the measuring stick, guys. And this gospel, it's so beautiful. It's the only gospel that says, come to me, all of you, and I will give you rest. You cannot save yourself. You can accelerate a little bit. This is why I love, I'm so proud to be in the Father's house. I'm so grateful that no other religion took me captive. Thank God for those who have spread the gospel through the generations, because it landed in me. And it's a beautiful gospel. Jesus made a way for all to come. 
So I want you to think about that person you're having the most difficult time with, maybe the person that's breaking your heart. Ask the Lord for words right now to pray for them. Bless them. And then I'll come back and tell you what kind of spiritual warfare you just did. Nice. Be an eight if you want it. If not, do whatever feels true for you to do. Okay, this kind of gospel, this disruptive gospel to the us versus them mentality, this kind of gospel reveals the manifold wisdom of God, meaning it's so complex, pull back, so complex, unsearchable, that's why it's hilarious when we try to figure God out. He's good, he's kind, his ways are better and higher. He tears down dividing walls of hostility. Y'all listen to me. If we're gonna have any, oh, I know what it is. You know how that prayer we would pray? Lord, put a hedge of protection around them. I've never gotten that prayer because one, a hedge is a bush. I can jump over a bush doesn't seem very protective to me. <laughs> what I want between me and the enemy is not a hedge. I want a dividing wall of hostility. Lord, put a dividing wall between me and the enemy. I will not entertain him. He cannot enter this territory. <laughs> so that anyone else can. The enemy stay out. Everyone else, come on in. Alright, so this kind of gospel, where God is tore down, dividing walls of hostility between people groups. The God who has tore the veil so we could enter the Holy of Holies now. We don't need a high priest. Jesus was our high priest. We can go to the Holy of Holies. We can throw ourselves on the mercy seat and say, God, come, help, I need you. This was done so that, listen to me, so that the wisdom of God would be made known to the spirit world. Oh, you teach the spirit world right now. The spirit world is either rising or falling. The angelic beings of God are rising, clapping, encouraging us right now saying, yes, they're choosing him, yes. And the spirit world, the enemy of Satan and all his powers and spiritual forces are trembling. 
trembling. When we preach this full gospel, Satan, you've lost. Everyone can come home. Everyone has a way. And I will not hinder anyone from coming home. The angels applaud and hell bows. Okay, let me read this to you again from scripture so you can see this is what Paul's saying. This gospel he was made a minister of, not by man, but by the Spirit, the working of the Holy Spirit's power to bring to light for everyone, everyone, not someone's, but everyone, what is the plan of God, which the plan was everyone come home. Verse 10, so that through the church, you and me and all of us, the body of Christ, the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. We teach the heavenlies. We teach the spirit realm. We teach them by what we say, what we do, what we think, who we bless. Through the church, through you and me, this surpassing wisdom of God. Wisdom is the knowledge of God applied. It's not just knowing about God, it's doing the words of God. When we do this manifold wisdom, that's why it's not supposed to make sense, guys. It's not supposed to make sense. Sensible things do not do an unreasonable kingdom any damage. That kingdom being Satan. He's unreasonable, he's underhanded. So we, we can't try to be making sense of God. Just worship him. Go, worship him. And all the angelic beings jump in to join. Make him known, make him known that you're not quitting. You're not stopping on this God. <laughs> that you will lean in, you will reach further. You will take hold of the hope for which Christ took hold of you. His arm reached down and said, this one's mine. He will worship me. He will be filled with the fullness of me. 
You guys, you cannot put confidence in what you see. This is why we're all so busy fighting a battle we see. When we are here to make God known to an unseen world, just as much as a seen world. A commentator said this about this passage. It is as if a great drama is being enacted. History is a theater. The world is the stage. And the church members in every land are the actors. God himself has written the play and he directs and produces it, act by act, scene by scene. The story continues to unfold. But who are the audience? Listen to this. They are the cosmic intelligences, the principalities and powers in the heavenly places. And listen, the heavenly places does not just mean all the angels of God, it also means all the dominions, all the minions, cosmic powers, and spiritual forces of evil. There is a cosmic battle happen, guys. Come on, we forget that. We're so earthbound, focusing on our tummies and our number under our feet and money in the bank. We're so earthbound. Lift your head. See the chariots of fire in the hill. This is a cosmic battle. And we have an audience waiting to see what we will do. First Peter 1 verse 12 says that we know things now which angels desire to look into. <laughs> we know things that the prophets before us longed for, we now have and see and access. We make Christ known to the spiritual realm. And I love this, I love this. We tend to think the heavenly forces are controlling us and influencing us. And if we're lucky and work hard enough we can resist these forces when instead we are influencing them. We are giving them opinion of God. We teach them. Teach right now. Listen, I'm positive about this. If you make Christ known to the unseen world, your seen world will shift. You have to come higher. You're sending all your prayers and your worries and your concern at the circumstance. Come up higher. <laughs> Worship Jesus. Now we're doing some battle. Come on. Fight the right fight. The Holy Spirit, 
the general of the spirit world teaches us, then we teach the spirit world about God. The angels sit on their edge of their seat. God's army wonders, I wonder what they will do today. I wonder if she's gonna need me. Y'all, there should be no bored angels in our presence. Did you know that right now, you can send a legion of angels to that circumstance. You can send help, do it now. Call on them, send them. Rock them, tell them where to go. Name the address, name the person, full name. Tell them, go. And the spiritual forces of Satan, they run around in circles. Oh crap, crap, they're worshiping again, crap. See them covering their ears and saying, stop it, stop it. Because it's by the name of Jesus they have to bow. <laughs> they shudder and shrink. Fight the right fight, make Christ known. Come on, come on, now you're doing it right. Put your eyes on him and the enemy gets under your feet. Put your eyes on Christ and the enemy goes under your feet. Sing his praises and you cannot think destructive thoughts. You can't worship two gods at the same time, friends. Lift your voice, lift your head. Tell hell who God is. Tell hell we are the head and not the tail. We are above and not beneath. Our God lends to many nations and need not borrow from any. Teach the spiritual world. Teach the spirit world. When you think you're gaining no ground on the physical world, declare, pray, preach, teach, and instruct the angelic world. There are no bored angels around Revelation Wellness people. There are no bored, unemployed angels around Revelation Wellness people. This is how we fight our battles. We worship. We get sober in our mind and go, wait a minute. I'm fighting flesh and blood again. Uh-uh. We don't fight flesh and blood. Paul says it, we fight. Cosmic powers, rulers and authorities, the spiritual realm, Satan, 
and I love this. I'll close with Ephesians 3. Paul goes on to say, after he <laughs> paints this fantastic picture of who God is and the gospel he's been given and how it's been given it to him and what we are to do with it, make the manifold wisdom of God known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places and whom we have boldness and access with confidence through our faith in him. This is why you can go to him bold and say this with authority, God, send help. And right now in your name, I deploy angels to minister to this situation because you can't do it. Not by power, not by man's might, but by the Spirit of God. And so Paul says, for this reason I bow my knees before the Father. This reason being this crazy gospel, this manifold wisdom of God, this complex, it doesn't make sense, it's swirly, we understand. There's tension with people that aren't like us. There's tension with people who don't like us. But Paul says, for this reason I bow my knees before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, listen, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being. You're going to need your inner being, your inner man, your inner woman strengthened with his spirit so that Christ can dwell in your heart through faith, being rooted and grounded in love. Paul's still praying that you may have the strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, length, height, depth, to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. You see what I'm saying? Paul's going, the battle's so much bigger than what you've made it about. It's about your heart. Having Christ dwell in you so that you can carry this gospel that reconciles, that does not tear down, it builds up. It does rebuke. But remember, we do not fight flesh and blood. People are not the enemy. People are not the enemy. The enemy is the enemy. So lift your, lift your head, friends. Lift your voice. Instruct the spirit realm what to do. Instruct Satan's principalities on who you believe in. Get loud, get rowdy. Oh, I love Ephesians 3. That we would have the strength to comprehend. Isn't that crazy? You need strength. Not to just get through your day, do a squat, not hurt and have aches and pains in your body. That's, that's a good thing, but that's a secondary thing. You need strength to comprehend with all the brothers and sisters in Christ, all of them, even the ones that irritate you. You're gonna need strength in your inner man or woman 
to understand this love that surpasses our biases, that surpasses our weaknesses, this love that knocks us over, throws us on our knees. And it's a knowledge, Paul says, that surpasses, that you would know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. How can you know something that surpasses knowledge? Experience. Experience. Listen, I've been to Hawaii many times. Many of you haven't. And I can tell you what I know about Hawaii, about the blue waters, the mild temperatures, the sea and the ocean, the magic and mystery of floating along and a sea turtle just comes up next to you or seeing a whale jump out of the water. I can give you knowledge of it, but until you have put your foot in the sand, placed your body and floated in your, on your back in the sea and see it with your own eyes and have your own experience of it, <laughs> you're gonna need the strength to comprehend. God, be my experience today. Say that with me. God, be our experience today. That we make your wisdom, your love, your power, your beauty known in spite of our differences, in spite of our conflicts. God, you are high. And we command the spirit realm to come into agreement with who you are. In Jesus' name, amen.